Hello world, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. I'm your host, John Flores, and I'm recording this intro alone. The reason being, today's episode is a special ensemble two-part episode that will deviate from the normal format and will feature several of my friends and returning guests. Loyal listeners will recall that we did something very similar to this in Volume 1, our first year of the show, around the Christmas holidays. This time, with the 2018 U.S. midterm elections but a few weeks away, I will be asking each of my guests on Part 1 and 2 two very substantial questions regarding a very significant topic relevant to each one of us. And that topic is... America, the country I live in and each of my guests live in. We're all Americans, and we will be discussing our history, our culture, our ideals, our shortcomings, our strengths and our flaws, and offer solutions to the best of our understanding and abilities. This part one is available today on October 3rd. Part two will be coming out next week, October 10th. I had great discussions with all of my guests on part one and two, and they all had something unique to offer, and I'm eternally grateful that they were willing to offer it. So without much further ado, we have a lot to get into, and we hope you enjoy. So let's get moving to my first guest. Are you ready to start? Yeah. All right, let's go. I'll do my best. Hey, man, that's all I ask. Uh... Okay, guys, first up, I am joined by my brother, Kevin Flores. How you doing tonight, man? So far, so good. It's been Just a good... took the dog out for a walk, and uh, we're in for the night. It's good to hear from you. We haven't talked in a while. I mean, we text like every day, but we still haven't really talked in a while. But it's good to talk, yeah. man. I know you got a lot going no, we on. Talked, uh, we talked, uh... did we talk last week? I don't, did we? We talked about, I think yeah, we talked I forgot, about, I forgot I called you for something, but I don't remember what it was, man. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it was in passing. Anyway, like I said up top, guys, this is going to be a political-themed episode. I'm going to ask each of my guests two very broad questions, and hopefully we'll get like a good 20, 30 minutes out of it. Anyway, like I said, I'm joined by my brother, Kevin Flores. You are actually, contrary to popular belief, uh, due to our last name, you are an American citizen, right, Kev? That's right. Don't stop me at the border. <laughs> Okay, so my first question is, what is America, what does it mean for you personally, as far as your understanding from a historical or cultural perspective, and like, how do you feel about it, like, just in broad terms? So for me, I mean, I'm a white male in America, so it's pretty, it's pretty great for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have it, there's not, I don't have any issues that affect me or like my immediate lifestyle. Okay. Right. I'm 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 a straight white male. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any prejudices against me or uh, any uh, what's the word like disenfranchisement towards me. Yeah. So for me, it's fine. Okay. There's not much I can. There's not much about America. And the things that are currently happening in it or historically have happened in it that uh, wouldn't be beneficial to me, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, but let's say you're in a room full of people from different countries. 
and you uh-huh. say, I'm an American. Like, let's just use that as an example. What do you, when you say, I'm an American, what does that mean to you? Is it just a literal, uh, is it just a literal, I'm a citizen of the United States of America? And that, is that where it ends? Or is it, do you think there's more like significance to it? Um, I guess it would depend on who else is in the room. The significance to it is like, uh, you know, we're superior than, we're better than whoever, not just your shithole countries. It, it can be, we're better than Germany or we're better than Russia or we, we're better than Norway. Exceptional, would you um, say? You would say there's exceptionalism. Yeah, I feel that way, especially like around, um, like the Olympics, right? Yeah. I feel like we should, we should dominate every sport. I don't care if, uh, Switzerland has better mountains for skiers or they have better conditions that are more favorable for winter Olympics or Jamaica has faster runners. I don't get why we don't have the fastest runners. It's the elitism of being from America just because we have unlimited resources. And if you want to be good at something and you want to, if you are motivated to do something, you living in America, you're able to do that. There's nothing holding you back. There's not a government holding you back. There's not lack of funds and resources holding you back. If it's something you really want to pursue. Let me ask you, do you, feel this way or do you feel like that's the perception or do you or this is a feeling you, know, you have I, I definitely feel that way um i i feel that way because we don't have restrictions for the most part like you're not you know in north korea north korea south korea china whichever one they decide what you're gonna do for you okay if if i wanted to grow up and be a tennis player i I could do that. I don't have the government saying, no, you're going to be a janitor. Okay. I I can do whatever I want to do. You know, the only thing really stopping me, you know, I mean, outside of like ability and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, talent, yeah. You're you're able to do whatever you want. If you're, you're able to do, okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe I should say for me, I feel like I'm able to do whatever I want. So you think it comes down to like willpower and like talent? Yeah, but maybe it's not the same for other races or other genders. Even maybe maybe it's not the same. I feel like it maybe is, but what do I really know? I'm talking just from my perspective. It seems yeah, exactly, like, exactly. You know, if you're if you're a black person and you want to be a, the president, I say there's nothing holding you back from that. And I know that's a that's probably that's not true. Okay. Obviously, that's not true. But you're not automatically disqualified because somebody in the government or some um, dictator saying no right you, you you have a possibility however small that may be okay do you think let me ask you this you talked about you kind of flirted with the topic of like american exceptionalism that we are the greatest country and we should be the greatest country in everything because we have so many resources at our disposal and we are such an eclectic group of people that we should all be talented in something, right? Um, where do you, where do you think that comes from? Do you think we, do you think you were kind of, do you think that was kind of pushed on you? I don't want to say pushed on you, but like, do you think you kind of picked that up somewhere or do you think it was like kind of you, you're, I don't want to say you're projecting either, but like, where do you think that comes from? I guess is my question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, I don't know where that comes from. I don't, I wouldn't say it was pushed on me. I wouldn't say, 
I don't, I wouldn't know where I picked that up from. I guess I may, maybe, and I don't want to say subconsciously, but growing up, you know, America's the greatest country. America's the greatest country. And you, you know, that's basically everything you hear. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, it just becomes ingrained in you. Like, so it's cultural. It's cultural. And I just don't get how, you know, say somebody from, uh, What's a, I don't know, pick a country, comes up with something that's like, well, why why in America did we not have that? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's, you know, there's, uh, like in China, how how were they, like, in some areas and aspects, ahead of us in technology? Like, how does that happen? Okay. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why I think that we are entitled to, like, be the best at every single thing. Yeah, I think that's a good word for it, entitled. Like, I mean... I mean, an entitlement can be aspirational, but it can also be, you know, uh, pri- pri- uh, prideful. Like we deserve, like, like entitlement. You can be like, I'm entitled to being able to chase my dreams. That's that can be aspirational, but you can also feel like I'm entitled to, you know, uh, special treatment. It's like it, the entitlement can be a bad thing, but it is a real thing. Like I, I feel it too. Like. <laughs> The Olympics, you brought up the Olympics. Like, obviously, we have the best basketball players in the world here, right? Right, right. So, I, I'm like, in, like, just using that example, like, I, if our basketball team loses by, like, less than 20 points in a basketball game, even if it's against one of the big other basketball nations, like, you know, Argentina or Brazil or Spain or something <laughs> like that, I'm mad because I'm like, what the fuck? We should be killing everybody. Yeah, we should be killing everybody. Yeah. In, in, in our, in, you know, especially in the Summer Olympics, we do end up winning, like, the medal count and stuff. But just what, not even necessarily just in, in, you know, athletics, but, you know, tech. Yeah. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, business, I feel yeah. like we should, yeah, business, we should be, we should be the leaders. We should be number one. Education, we should be number one. I don't get how we're not the, the, most educated uh, developed country yeah do you think that's healthy like that mindset um yeah why would it not be uh you don't want don't you want to have pride in your country to be like oh we're the best or we are we should be the best yeah but i'm just saying like i said earlier like it can be like people can resent that and people can feel oh i'm sure other countries resent that American arrogance, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Uh, but if it was so bad, then if America was so bad, then why would why are people trying to get here? My, you're asking if you're asking me. My theory is that America seems like a great place that if you're willing to do certain things, you can make a lot of money really quickly. Well, I don't know necessarily that people live here just because they can make a lot of money, though. They're not trying to get here just because they can make a lot of money. Or they can make more money from than where they're from. Like, I do believe in the... I, I do believe in the... Uh, okay, un, A-N, like, un-American dream. Like, I do believe in that. But I don't necessarily agree that it's, like, this pure, like, aspirational, like... Uh, like this like idealistic like you know anybody can make it here it's like well in america we're a lot more liberal when it comes to like hey man don't hate the player hate the game like you know like you you can get away as long as you're willing to do 
almost anything you can make it in America. Is that that's my yeah. American dream? It, but that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous because like con artists can make it big in America. You know what I'm saying? Hell, we have a president who's a con artist, right? Like it's like I I just I I do believe in the American dream, but it's not necessarily like this thing that necessarily is a good thing. If that makes sense. Well, and it's also not something that's necessarily going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you move here from India or or Pakistan or Zimbabwe, it's not necessarily something that's, that is going to happen. The thing is that you have the opportunity if you work hard, if you're intelligent, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. It's the opportunity, whereas you can be all those same things and work just as hard in the country that you currently live in. And maybe that op- that opportunity just isn't there. Yeah, and it it does seem like I mean we I, I don't want to get into immigration whether it's legal or illegal immigration, but like it does seem like people like people want to still still want to come here, which I mean yeah. it's 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 flattering, but it's also like I, I guess it's just I don't want to say cliched, but like well, go ahead. I mean, I, you've been to. Well, have you been? To, you, have you been to Mexico? I've never been to Mexico. Never been to Mexico. Okay, so just I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. If you if you go really into Mexico and you start seeing like what real people live, not just like the tourist areas. Yeah. You're like, well, of course I don't want to fucking live here. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to live here. But I guess not. Why don't people want to like? Why don't people migrate to Australia or Canada even? Some do, like some do, but it's not as. I feel like I feel like those places aren't the the place. Yeah, we are the place. You know what it's? You know what it is? It's really the same way. Like people from across the country, from across the United States, like a lot of people live in New York. Like, a lot of people want to move to New York or Los Angeles or these big metropolis cities because, like, it's kind of where things are happening. Like, for better or for worse, America's where things happen. Like, I mean, obviously not to dismiss other countries, like, these major, major countries, but, like, it seems like when things happen in America, they affect everywhere. Like, like we've kind of built that infrastructure that, like, oh, yeah, shit that goes down here affects, like, people in third world countries and shit like we're that. We're global. Yeah, yeah global. we're very we global, global. We have a global impact. Yeah. But I guess my question is why why, why doesn't or why wouldn't, why couldn't Canada have a global impact on, on whatever the fuck they do? I don't even know. Well, I, guess, I think it's maybe because we're too head, we're, we got a head start on them and they're probably like, ah, it ain't worth chasing it. Uh, and some people don't want that pressure because it is a lot of pressure. Like, fucking, there are people who were crying there were non-Americans living in other countries that cry when certain people get elected president or, like, certain things happen in this country. It's, like, because it is, like... Yeah, because we have that global impact. Yeah. But I don't so, know... Yes, you saw it yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, so, we talked about what America means to you. And my next question, the other question is, do you think or feel America is operating according to your understanding as it should be? Or could it be better? Or could it be worse? Like, do you think, like, if you had to say, like, like if America was a ship, is it operating how you expect a ship to operate? Or do you think it's like, oh, it could be moving a little faster? Or, oh, shit, this thing's kind of, like, rickety? Like, maybe it should be, like, repaired or some shit like that? Does that make sense? A little bit. I mean, 
could it be worse? Hell yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. You, you could be, we could be people that are oppressed without any freedoms. Okay. That would be, that would be substantially worse mm-hmm. than having a president you don't agree with. Okay. Where you can say, hey, Mr. President, fuck off. And nothing happens to you. Yeah. Nothing happens to you. So that's, I mean, could it be, could it be worse? Hell yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> For me, is it operating how I want it to? Or how you expect I don't, to? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. For me, yes. But I'm thinking of it in the sense of other people. And, you know, if I were gay in this country, if I were a woman in this country, if I were a minority in this country, would I think the same thing? Hell no. Yeah. But for, so for me, it's okay. But also people that are in a part of my life that are gay, that are female, that are, um, non-white minorities. Yeah. Right. Non-white. Um, I wish it could be better for them. Yeah. But, okay, so here's a good example. Like, this is something I've given a thought to. We're about to have a daughter. Is this a world that I want my daughter growing up in? Yeah. Or my son growing up in? Yeah. And that's some real heavy question. thinking. Well, let me, you know, let me ask you, you said that, uh, as a white male, straight white male in this country, it seems to be working out just fine for you. But it, it's you would probably feel differently if you were any of those other, you know, options, right? Yeah. But if we if we're working under the premise that America is, you know, justice for all, equal under the law, and stuff like that, then would you say that it's not necessarily working as it should be if everybody, if only like, I mean, white like white males are we're not the dominant like demographic in this country but whites are the major are the majority in this country and like i guess what i'm trying to say is like if it's not treating everyone equally like it says on the on the can like like on the tin right is it then it, is it operating fair is it operating as we expect it to be well if you're talking about how it's operating as you expected it to be well the the people who created the rules created the rules yeah they didn't think of people as equal, women included. Yeah. So if, if you want to talk about is it operating how we, how we want it to be operating in 2018 or 1776? It's a good point. Because the way they intended it to be would be real fucked up today. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. I never thought about it like that. Like we are working under the – like they – it was a bunch of white male landowners, mostly slave owners as well, who kind of like decided – Hey, maybe we should do this, or maybe we should do that, and stuff like that. And it's only been after decades of progress. Oh yeah, that we, and, yeah, like in the last what, like fifty or sixty years, like has everybody yeah, the civil rights, the civil rights movement wasn't until the sixties. I yeah. mean, think about that. Um, so, is it running how it was intended to be? I would say no. It's it's running better than it intended to be. I mean, even with the right to bear to bear arms. I mean, they. You know, there's no way they could foresee what that would actually mean today. And, and, and not, the interpretation of what that meant yeah, in 1776. And not to tip my hand, and I guess we can uh, start wrapping up because I told you I didn't want to like take up too much of your time tonight. But uh, I think that's the beauty of this country. Like, that's what I love about – like, there's a lot of things I don't like about America. But things I do love – the thing I do love about this country is 
we all agree that if something is wrong in this country, we've created avenues either through the law or through our culture that like, hey, man, this is kind of fucked up. Maybe we allow for progress. We built in the ability for progress in the country. Is that fair? Right. Yeah, and maybe it's not as going as maybe it's not going as fast as some people would like it to go. Absolutely. But yeah. So this wasn't so bad. I think you did yeah, I thought you did well, man. Like you were kinda apprehensive about these questions, but I think you articulated well, yeah, yourself I mean, I pretty didn't well. Know if you wanted it to be like, you know, Kavanaugh and all that no, shit. No, 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 I mean? no. I just want people's I like honestly if I had money and I had no job. And, and I was like self-employed. I would want to ask like a hundred thousand people these questions because I would be fascinated by all the different answers. That's why I'm doing this. I like I like asking people broad questions and seeing getting a bunch of different answers. I mean, we're blessed. We're blessed to live. I don't, you know, I don't really like to say blessed, but we're blessed to live here. We are blessed to live in the United States. I would say I would. I think that's fair. I think that's fair because I mean, like you said, considering what the alternative could be, it's. <laughs> way better yeah man we kind of looked out everywhere else i mean especially if you travel i get these you know if you travel and you see how the rest of other countries work i mean we i've been to canada i've been to mexico you know we've been to italy we've been to honduras see how yeah we've been to honduras when you see how these other countries operate all i can think every time i go somewhere is man i'm glad i'm glad i live in the united states (laughs) And, and those are you know it's not like we were you know, Honduras and, you know, in the little parts of Mexico that I've seen, I mean, those are kind of something, but like Canada and Italy are, you know, they're like normal. Yeah. What, you know. Yeah. I think that's we're, a good... We're very fortunate to live here, and all the bullshit that does come with it is still a thousand times better than anywhere else. I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate uh, you doing this. Uh, give Gab my best. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll just talk to you later and we're going to move on to the next guest guys. All right, man. See ya. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You Bye. Bye. <laughs> so you ready to talk about America? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's go at it. All right. All right. Just to reiterate, I don't expect you to be an expert, but I do want to have a conversation because you are, you know, you are an American, you know, shit America. like that. Uh, you do. I would hope to believe you have opinions on this matter. Um, but, I, I hope so too. Shit. Don't worry. I'll walk. You, I'll hold your hand through this, dear. Uh, okay. Yeah, you might need to, cause I. Oh man. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Hold on. Let me take All a sip right. of tea. Oh, delicious. All right, guys. I'm back with another guest. Um, I think this is the first time she's ever done it solo with me. Welcome back, Rachel Gert. Hello. It's it's true. I've done a the the fun. I've only done live podcasts with you. <laughs> yeah. So the the one where we were all drunk at Jasmine and Anthony's apartment back yeah. when they were a thing. Yeah. And then the one at your place in Austin when Stephen and I came to visit you. Yeah, that was a good one. Those the the, I, I, the second one was a lot better than the first one because like Stephen. Well, and, we weren't drunk. Yeah, so. Stephen and Anthony were really drunk. We haven't done a, a big our, our, our episode just the two of us because like. I don't know. What would you want to talk about? Because I'm like, uh... I don't know, man. <laughs> we're actually very different people, so I don't know what we could talk about. But uh, maybe we'll... F- hey, next year, we'll pro- I'll try and think of something. All right? Perfect. I'll try to have enough opinions to 
make it work. Oh yeah, you can. You know what you can do? You can teach me about the birds and the bees. Like sit me down like I'm a young kid and be like, well, John, when a man really loves a woman, that'll go really well for everyone, especially those listening. <laughs> we can have like sound effects and like. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway. The only sound effect that I need is, is the, the like the boing sound, the one that goes like boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I'll need. What about the <laughs> sound, <laughs> like a, okay, squ- I'm sorry, the a, sound? a splat sound? Um, I don't know, but we need the the like womp womp womp. Basically, all of the dick related ones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I, I invited you on. Oh God! All right, let me get <laughs> let me get back. Let me regain my composure. All right. <clears throat> okay. Take a deep breath. You know. All right. All right. So I invited you on because while I wouldn't say politics is your forte, uh, you do have opinions on the matter, more or less, right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, you're an adult, l- broadly speaking. Uh, why am I saying that? You're more of an adult than I am. Uh, Haha. And you are an American, um, so I'm gonna ask you. We're, I'm gonna ask you the same questions I've been asking everybody else, and hopefully we can have a little conversation about it. Okay. Cool. So the first question. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Right. What is America for you personally, as you as you understand it from a you know a historical or cultural perspective, and how do you feel about it? Whew. All right. Um. So. Me being the asshole that I am has to, of course, say the obvious. America's a country, John, duh. (laughs) Um, But I've actually, I don't know. So the last couple years, and I'd probably say about maybe two, three years, something like that. I feel like my whole view on America as a country has just shifted dramatically. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like when I was fairly younger i would say like my college years i guess high school and college years i was fully on the whole bandwagon of america's the greatest country in the world <laughs> usa forever america um, yeah exactly oh, yeah. <laughs> um but recently I've, I've is it very i don't know commonplace and cliche to say that i think everything is kind of going to hell um no that's been i've had a few guests on so far and that's kind of been uh, the general theme? Well, the past couple of years have been kind of... I mean, again, I'm no expert either, but, like, from my understanding, and talking to, my, like, my mom and my stepdad, who've been around for a while, and, like, talking to older people, like, this is unusual. Like, this isn't, like... Huh. This is not, like... This is a low that, really, we have never sunk to. As far as, like, short of, like, actually shooting at each other at the Civil War civil war like this is not this is not normal i think that's the thing is not normal but yeah i totally understand where you're coming from on that one well i feel like it's also i mean so i don't know how much of it is due to the internet basically and i hate to be that one that's all like blame the internet for things but Mm -hmm. like i i just so i used to i don't i used to never read the news Mm -hmm. like at all didn't read like i haven't touched the newspaper except to eat crawfish off of you know but i feel like nowadays there's there are news articles constantly on my facebook feed and twitter feed on reddit like every every social media outlet that i use has some kind of news thrown at me constantly all day long and it's 
basically it's young people reading the news mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's changed a lot of things too because it used to just be like you know I, I'm gonna go super like 50s housewife here but like you know mom would cook breakfast in the morning for the kids and dad would sit there behind his newspaper drinking his coffee and eating half his grapefruit you know <laughs> um, and, and I think that it's it's caused a big shift Okay. Because young people are more informed now, and I hate to use the term millennials, um, because that—that's I guess what's important. I don't know. That, that's who is like, I don't know. That's who is everything is targeted at now. Like yeah. everything is the millennials' fault, and millennials are also the ones that are, I don't know, pushing mm. things. How do you feel about as far as like how do are you optimistic about the country? Are you? cynical about the country do you not care do you think that you have found new levels of caring where what do you like if you had to like i guess that's what you're doing on this pod is like describing it but like what would you say your feeling is towards america right now so i think that i think that we haven't hit rock bottom yet okay um so i i'm i'm both cynical as well as optimistic yeah i think that in the very near future, I think probably within the next five years or so, I think we're going to hit our rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, of course, once you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Okay. You know? I, I think it's, honestly, and I hate to be on the bandwagon of everything, I think it's going to, the, the uprise is going to start whenever Trump is out of office. Okay. Whether that be because he's impeached, voted out, you know, in just a regular regularly scheduled programming yeah. uh, regular election or you know what have you mm-hmm. um, I think that's where it's going to start there's just such a backlash against him and I, I don't keep up with like enough real news mm-hmm. to know like if he's actually done anything good <laughs> like as far as actual statistics go or like you know yeah. anything like that because I, I haven't actually read any reports of that Yeah, I just know that I personally hate the man. I think he's disgusting. Um, well, let me ask you, do you believe in, like, the American dream? Or do you believe in, like, all these, you know, all, all those uh, adages and stuff like that and uh, admirable traits about America as far as, like, liberty and freedom and all that stuff? Where do you where do you stand on those sort of, sort of things? Oh, dude, I used to. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the, so the American dream is, is pretty much bullshit now, right? Um, because golly it's just not attainable anymore Mm. like you you can't start from nothing and then you know do the whole housewife two and a half kids with a white picket fence thing you know it's it's just such a impossible dream for people and like i know i'm sitting in a massive place of privilege because i'm white Mm -hmm. i actually i have two houses i literally own two houses you know so, like, I'm speaking of a place of, like, ridiculous privilege, but I, I think it's so unattainable for so many people because of, like, the, the crippling debt from going to college and from the housing market being kind of what it is. Like, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be able to have Stephen, my boyfriend, for those of you listening, um go in on both of these houses with me so like it our combined income yeah. made us qualify for our houses but yeah. like i could not have done that by myself you know mm. and it's I, I know we're not married but it's just because like i 
believe in our long-term relationship that I was okay with going in on a 30-year mortgage with him Jesus. twice. Um, <laughs> but do you but do you believe in I guess the like you know I know it's a cliche it's become pretty much a punchline now that like America's great because America's great like an American exceptionalism do you think we're great because you know freedom 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 and shit like that or do you not do you think that stuff's kind of overrated um I mean I, I definitely think it's so I, I think it's kind of on a spectrum and you yeah. have to look at it kind of comparatively yeah um so like if we compare if we're comparing ourselves to other kind of first world nations like no I, I don't think we're really free anymore per se yeah it's um, not special that much anymore right yeah, like it's not it's not that rare what big of a deal. Yeah. Like yeah, nobody nobody's necessarily shoving religion down our throat like a certain set religion down our throats. Um and I actually remember way back in the day in like elementary school, um, for like all of our geography lessons and junk, we would do these little reports where we'd pick a like some random country, right? Yeah. And then we would have to do like, oh, you know, what's the capital of the country? What's their national language? What's their national religion? What are the you know national like what are birds and plants and shit that's like native to this country? And blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember like most countries actually having some form of national religion. Yeah. Um, the states don't have that. Like, there, we don't have a national religion. Yeah. But, I mean, ask, you know, 90% of the people, I don't know, on the internet, which is terrible, but they would say that America's a Christian nation. Yeah. I mean, hell, the fucking, I don't know, Bible thumpers will also say that. America's a Christian nation. We need God in schools, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I guess, <laughs> silly me as an atheist, I think that's ridiculous. So... Um, that's a good that's a good that's a good point do you think that so you said it's a spectrum like freedom is a spectrum and stuff like that and all relative compared to how the rest of the world is do you mm-hmm. do you think that it's fair to compare us to the rest of the world or you think do you think we should be better than the rest of the world is that something that you think is inherently american no like uh, i mean it- Coming from kind of a humanist standpoint, like, what the hell makes us better than people in, like, Cuba? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, some, like, we're not better inherently. Yeah. Like, people are people. It's just, I don't know. And even, like, you know, not primitive is the wrong word. Um, but, like, societies that don't have as much technology. Yeah. Um, like, they're, they're not living a worse lifestyle than we are. Yeah. So it... I think it's silly to say that we as Americans are inherently better than another country or that America is inherently a better country than anywhere else. Like even third world countries. I mean, so, okay, obviously countries that are like war torn and like literally killing their citizens Mm -hmm. are going to be worse. But that's just I think that's hmm. I don't know. We're we're kind of killing our people, too. So. How do you feel about a big theme that I've been noticing with some of the people I've talked to is like competition, whether like we're overly competitive. There's a fracture that's been going on in this country and it seems like everybody's just competitive with each other and why can't we all just get along or do you do you believe we can all be it I mean you've noticed like you could would you say that like there we could get more unified? Oh, totally. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I 
honestly, really only to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, and America as a country is a very, very, very individualistic yeah. nation. Like, if you look at just about any other country in the world, like, there, I don't know, there's a lot more unity and there's a lot more concern for, you know, the, the neighbors, you know? Yeah. Like, um, or even your own family. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know, like, in Japanese culture, like, there, there's a big push for not socialism or anything, but, like, helping other people and, like, concern for other people. Mm. Um, and I just think that's not... Uh, I mean, America was kind of not founded on the basis of individualism, but kind of founded on the basis of individualism. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it, it could even factor back into the whole free thing like oh i'm i'm free i don't have to worry about other people i don't know that that might be kind of stretching well, it a little bit i'm glad you touched on that because we, we can go to the second question where we talk about kind of how this country was designed um do you think or feel america it's operating again according to your understanding as it should or could it could it be better hmm Well, okay, so I, it's kind of a tricky question, because things are different from when this country was first founded, you know? Uh, Yeah, very much so, yes. People didn't own, like, people don't own other people anymore. (laughs) It's a big, it's a big improvement, (laughs) yes. Um... But I, well, again, I have to say, though, wives pretty much own their husband, am I right, fellas? (laughs) I'm hanging up on you. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to get that in. (laughs) Of course. Um, But no, like, so I, what year was this country founded? I don't know. 1776. We've been around for almost 250 years, yes. Yeah, right. Like, things have changed a little bit, you know? I I think it might be time to revisit, you know, the the original governing documents, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there are certain things that can pretty much stay, like, don't kill people. That can pretty much stay. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, certain things need to be, I guess, defined better. Yeah. Um, do you think the, the, the uh, hmm, do you think, and again, I know you're not a policy expert, and I know you're not a <laughs> fucking, like, civics expert here. Oh, uh, God, here we go. <laughs> but do you think that, a big complaint that, a lot of people have with this country is gridlock as far as like bureaucratic gridlock. Do you think that as far as like an internal operating infrastructure, right? Like, do you think according to your understanding, it's, this is probably as good as it'll get democracy. There's like 350 million of us here. There's a it's a massive country, you know, a, a ship this big figuratively speaking can only move so fast. And like, there's like, 600 people trying to be captain of this one ship so it's like this is kind of like this is as best as we can hope for or do you think no actually it could be a lot worse or no you know what if we all just like chill the fuck out it could be a lot better yeah i mean okay so could it be worse yup um could it also be better fuck yeah like i i think the i don't know i I think the first way of going around it is i think there's too many people working in government mm. or, or too many people working in the highest level government, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the, inefficient. The old cliche, like too many cooks spoil the batter, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen and, shif- and stuff like that, right? 
Yeah, and there's also the whole thing of, like, if you need to, I, I can't even think of an example, but, like, if I needed to get something done, like, how many different people would it have to go through just to get it done? Yeah. I have a perfect example. Oh, my God. Okay, so, when my mom died, I was the one that had to deal with everything, yeah. right? Because um, she didn't have a will because she was stupid. Um, that's, that's a lie. Okay. Um, <laughs> Excuse you, ma'am. I will not allow you to slander your own deceased mother on this show. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, Who no, do you think so you she are? she was stupid because bitch knew she was dying and didn't get a will done. Anyway, anyway not important. Anyway. <laughs> a will was not drawn up for my mother. Okay, so, that's a story for another um, day. Because of that, yeah. everything basically fell into succession, yeah. which I had to deal with as administrator of her estate. Okay. Um. So basically the first thing that I had to do was get appointed as administrator of the, of the estate, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to meet with not one but two different lawyers – um, just to be appointed as person who is going to actually do things for my deceased mother, mm-hmm. right? So then I had to go and basically – so dead people have to pay taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is still one of my biggest complaints about the entire me handling everything situation mm. um, is that fucking how – how the hell are you going to have dead people pay taxes? Like – I get it that they have to pay taxes for the part of the year that they were alive. I get that, but it's fucking stupid, right? Um, So anyway, so I had to find someone that was going to do her taxes, right? And apparently since it's difficult because she also owned her own business um, and kept horrible records, um, for anyone who doesn't know, which is probably everyone, uh, my mother was the worst record keeper of all time. (laughs) Jesus. like oh my god (laughs) so of course when whoever i when i finally found someone to do her taxes they were like oh yeah just you know bring her returns from her previous years and i was like all right great can't get those um so i had to go to the irs Mm -hmm. which is a big tall in baton rouge it's a big tall building on like the third or fourth floor anyway so i went there uh four separate times i believe because um, the first time I came when they were closed, which was at 4.30. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Lesson learned there. Um, the next time I came, I didn't have, like, a certain document or something. And then the third time that I came, um, I was also missing a, a separate document. Anyway, when I finally actually sat down with somebody to request her tax forms... Basically, the guy that I was talking to had to go speak to his boss, and then his boss had to actually get me the documents. Like, the guy that I was working with Mm -hmm. that I had to wait in line for, and, you know, I probably waited about a good hour and a half to meet with this dude. He couldn't really even do anything. Mm. Like, all he did was just verify that I was the right person to request this information. But he couldn't actually give me the information. Mm. (laughs) So, I, I just... Part of me is like, why are, do you even exist? You know? Like, existentially speaking, why do <laughs> you exist? <laughs> why does your job position exist? Like, I, it's just, it seems like it's one an, person it, can uh, verify that I am who I say I am and I'm the right person to be asking for this information and then also hit print. So you, like, would, say I, that, I you would say that a lot of government 
And again, we're not strictly speaking of the government, but yeah, let's talk about the government a little bit. Or let's refer to the government in this, but like, it's inefficient. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But do you think that that, I mean, there are ways to like, it's always like, it, it's all relative. Like, I guess what my what my point of view is like, yeah, it's it's inefficient, but it's also like, again, a massive system with with so many moving parts, it's only going to be so efficient. So it's like, I'm willing to accept a little inefficiency. Yeah, well, I mean, inefficiency is going to happen in literally every job ever, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but I also, like, at the same time, I feel like if we cut out a lot of unnecessary jobs, it would just create a bigger problem because, like, an unemployment problem. Yeah. Like, I, which I feel like also boils down to a big overpopulation problem. But that's a whole other, like, topic. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like... I just, I, oh, man. <laughs> let me get just, let me talk about the communists. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I just, I, I feel like. <sighs> it's imperfect. And, and I hate, I hate to, like, complain without having, like, a solution, but I don't fucking know how to fix this. <laughs> I, I didn't, I'm not asking to find a solution. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the matter. Yeah. Man. But, yeah, so, I mean. Basically boils down to everything is shit. Somebody else, please fix this. <laughs> if that's not the American way, I don't know what is. <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for me and Rachel right now, and then I'll move on to my next guest. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate it, man. I know you were a little apprehensive about doing this, but I think it came out great. No problem. I hope I didn't sound like a complete dumbass. <laughs> Look, as long as I'm on this show, no one will sound like a bigger dumbass than me. So, oh, uh, you. Uh, I heap, I get all the I, I heap all the praise and I suffer all the criticism. All right, man, that's gonna do it for us right now. Uh, thank you again, Rachel, and I guess I'll just talk to you later, man. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, give my love to uh, Stephen, and uh, not love that him. like platonic love, but that slightly romantic love. Oh, you mean overly romantic love overly. that you guys always kind of make me feel weird about when y'all are hanging out together? I mean, if I if a man can't show platonic, <laughs> slightly romantic affection to his best friend, I don't know what what is America then? Like, <laughs> oh I God. damn it, I'm free to do it, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> well, we'll have to have another like 45 minute discussion on that. Yeah, for real. All right, I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, anyway, you ready to go? Okay. Oh, that's bad. You ready to go? Yeah, man, go for it. All right, let's go. Okay, hold on one second. Let me take a swig of water. All right. Yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I probably should have grabbed some myself before we started. Do you drink? Do you drink while you record? Like when you record yours? Not usually, because mine are mine are. I mean, I try to keep mine whenever I when I do the record. I might have thirty-five to forty minutes. Oh yeah. And then I and then I can so I can usually do that straight through. Oh no. And then I go through and. <laughs> Do the um, whenever I do edit down, I, I try to edit down to you know half hour, thirty five minutes. Yeah, you've been on one of mine. Mine's like an hour at least, and it's like it's oh, yeah. a lot of talking and it's a lot of back and forth and it's a lot of laughing. So I like I always got to. I'm usually drinking something at the beginning, and then usually towards the end, if you listen closely, you can hear my voice start to be like, all right, and then we're gonna move on to the next question. Oh, it's yeah. rough. Because yeah, I know the last couple last couple of uh, pods that I did. I mean, I'm still not 100 percent yet, but I was still kind of, you know, I've been kind of sick and, you know, sinus and everything. So, yeah. I'm worse than this. 
by the end of it, I'm kind of, you know. You're really scruffy. Like, uh, You're scruffy the janitor. On Bob's Burgers, you know. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, let's start, start. All right, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take another sip. God damn. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. All right, guys, now I'm joined by uh, one Clark Martin, or as I and many others affectionately refer to him as Pup. How you doing today, Pup? How you doing, John? What's going on? I'm good, man. It's just another Thursday, you know, uh, trying to make it to the weekend. Uh, you and me both. Special shout-out to you. Congrats on starting your own podcast. Give it a plug real quick so people listening will go listen and join and share and like and subscribe and all that bullshit we just talked about. Okay, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, it's the Down South IT Podcast. Uh, I have it on iTunes. It's on Google Play. Stitcher and SoundCloud. Just search Down South IT Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can also email me at downsouthit at gmail.com. Nice. Are you, uh, do you like Stitcher? I tried, I put mine on Stitcher on recommendation and I was like, I don't really like Stitcher. Like, I'm like, what is, I don't know what this is, but, eh. Uh, I mean, it, mine's on there and it, I really hadn't gotten a whole lot of listens on it. They nah, me it's, neither. You know, basically, it's based for podcasts and it's, you know, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of listeners go to that. I don't know yeah. a, lot, a lot of people that really use it, but yeah. you know, trying to get trying to get the podcast out there. So it, I have it on as many platforms as I can. You know, just for yeah, for ease, of, ease of listening. You know, yeah, and uh, apparently Spotify is going to be allowing like random podcasts to be on their thing now. And I'm like, ooh, that might be interesting. I know a shit ton of people are on Spotify. Yeah, I just added mine actually to Plex. I don't know if they're going to pick it up and put, have it on their their network, you know, to, mm-hmm. to search. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, I got I have it on I have it on there. So I, it, depending on if they pick it up or not, it may be part of the search if you have if you use Plex. But mm. uh, I know everybody that's hooked in uh, my Plex server will be able to get to it. So cool. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes after. After everything settles down. <laughs> yeah. Again, proud of you, man. I'm glad you joined the fray. Uh, but you are now my direct competition, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say we're direct competition. <laughs> All podcasts are my competition. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think your biggest competition would probably be Joe Rogan. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for real. He's, he's got a ginormous podcast. Oh, yeah, man. If only, so, right? If only. Uh, but we're not here to yeah. talk about podcasts. We're here to talk about something much no. bigger and much more important. The midterms are coming uh, in a few weeks. Or, or about, I'm sorry, about six six weeks? Seven. 40, 40 days. 40 days, all right. Uh, so a little less than six weeks. Um, we have, again, I'm going to probably say this on each get with each guest. If you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. I don't give a vote. I don't give a fuck what you vote for. Who you vote for? Can we all just make a, a an appointment, a mission to vote in the midterms, please? I don't give a fuck if you vote for a well, a neo-Nazi would probably be bad, but I don't give a fuck if you vote for the most GOP. GOP motherfucker out there. I don't care. Just vote. Okay. So I brought I brought Pup on to ha- answer the couple questions you've probably already heard by now if you've listened this far to the pod this episode. Okay, Pup. Let's go with question number one. Are you buckled in? Yep. All right, cool. Awesome. For you, Pup, what is America for you personally as you understand it from a historical or cultural perspective, and how do you feel about it? Uh, to me... I kind of go back to Reagan in the 80s. You know, America was a shining city on the hill. Okay. You know, back in the 80s, you know, he then, you know, whenever he said it, 
we really and truly were. You know, the Soviet Union had just collapsed. The EU wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. We were the envy of the world, you know. But, you know, they had a lot of things that changed since the 80s, you know. But uh, overall, I still believe that in this country, America is, America's people are good, wholesome people. Mm-hmm. And we just want to live our lives the best that we can and leave our kids in a better situation than we had at the same age. And, and that, I believe, I truly believe that's the backbone of this country. Um, I still believe that you can do anything you want if you have the drive and you bust your ass. If you want to start a podcast, you know, like you, like we did. <laughs> if you want to start a business, if you want to, you know, whatever you want to do, pending it's legal. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody, right? Yeah, as long as you're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. There are definitely legal ways to hurt people. We got to take the high road here, man. (laughs) Uh, You know, as long as as you're doing it, you're doing it the right way. If you bust your ass, you can do whatever you want in this country. Yeah. You know, I I believe that this country, the people, we can break down glass ceilings nobody ever thought that we could. Okay. You know, whether it's going back to manufacturing and being the envy of the manufacturing world. You know, we... It, when it, it used to be a long time ago, made in the USA meant, meant something. You know, mm-hmm. that meant you were buying the best of the best. Mm-hmm. I think we can still get back to that. Uh, whether it's creating or inventing things that will benefit everybody, whether it's, you know, tech, Google, you know, doing search or even starting to get into AI. You know, if as long as we – this country, we can break those ceilings. You mm-hmm. know, we can get back to space. We can do things in space. We can turn Arthur C. Clarke's fiction into reality. Okay. We can go to Mars. You know, we have the ability. We can do all of these things. So would you we say... We can accomplish anything we want if we're focused. Would you say... Uh, it, it seems that you have a very optimistic take on it. Um, it seems like there's a lot of common themes of the American dream and American exceptionalism. Do you think that optimism could be inferred or... Or perceived, I guess, is a better word, as arrogant or like the the, the word everyone – the word that's thrown around these days for better or for worse is privilege. Do you think that – or entitlement? I don't think it could um, – it depends on – it depends on your outlook. Yeah. I don't believe that exceptionalism is arrogance. Okay. If you think that – if you have an optimistic view of – America, like I do, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that you know we we are the the best place on on the planet. You know, okay. everybody, you know, that people want to come here to to do better by themselves and by their families. Yeah. But whenever you start bringing into getting into a pessimistic view of you know, you know, America sucks. You know, the we you know we're we're the police of the of the world. You know, we we break things you know we go in places and start wars that we don't need to start and, you know when you start getting that pessimistic view then you start looking at, at exceptionalism and that kind of thing as you know arrogance or privilege you know that you were privileged to be born here which in a way you are privileged to be born here because this is the greatest place on earth, on earth, on earth right now you know i mean no nobody else is as free as we are but you the the, the viewpoint you just kind of uh you uh you kind of criticized without like not harshly but you did you definitely have a different uh, opinion on the matter but 
would what would you say to someone who would believe that that's a more realistic uh, assessment of what America is? That it is imperfect and it's it can be reckless and destructive, but it can also be awesome. What do you what would you say to that? Oh, I'm not saying that we are perfect. Okay, I'm just saying that. We're not perfect. We're the best. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, well, we're not. We're not perfect. Okay. I mean, we've done some horrible things in the past. Yeah. We've done, you know, some not so great things in the recent past, but we did. We did those things in the name of freedom, so people can be free. Okay. You know, and it, granted, it might not have been the the best solution, but at the time. That was thought to be the best solution. So you think we're largely well-intentioned? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't think that we go out to start wars and stuff like that to just to start them. Now, granted, you know, if you, when you've been in them for 15 years and we should have been over and done with it in six, then, yeah, they may have some – they got some issues with that, you know, yeah. going into Afghanistan and Iraq and all that. They got they, they got a lot bigger issues than – what we first started going in there for and you know that's a problem that needs to be looked at but for the most part you know when whenever you have especially uh, the Gulf War you know Kuwait that was over and done in less than a week why the hell can't we do everything just like that you know I mean it's so I mean we do things for the right reasons I believe we do things for the right reasons now granted some of leadership you know, whether it's uh, the president, whether it's, you know, other high-ranking officials and stuff like that. All right. They may say, okay, yeah, we're doing things for this reason whenever they have a, a different reason that they want to do it for. You know, and having that, that kind of backdoor policy like that really irks the shit out of me, to be honest. But, you know, for the most part, uh, I put my faith in people. Mm-hmm. And for the for the most part, people won't let you down. That's you know, a very that, uh, without trying to sound condescending, pup. Because I would never condescend to you, especially someone much older than me, much much older. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a very admirable stance. I wish I was. That's aspirational. I think I wish I was more faithful. Put my faith in more people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like I said. I'm, you know, individual people can't let you down, but for the most part, there's still a lot of really, I mean, a lot of good people here. Yeah. You know, uh, I just talked to one guy yesterday. Um, he was a cable vendor that I met at uh, one of the stores that we were working on. He had, he stopped, he ran out of gas on I-55 coming into New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just out of nowhere, a couple of painters stopped and put gas in his truck they didn't have to but i mean it's little things like that little things you know get you through the day and that's and and that that kind of uh uh good samaritanism that kind of attitude you think that's america that's america for you that's yeah exactly that's america to me it's it's being the the one that stops on the side of the road to help somebody change a tire it's you know if somebody's uh somebody's hungry you you make a little bit extra food and you go bring it to them Mm. i do that all the time to my neighbors yeah you know it's not that i have to it's because i want to yeah well pub i don't disagree well i 
I'm not going to say I agree with you 100%, but I'm going to largely say that I agree with you mostly. But let's move on to the second question because we kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit when we said that this country is not perfect. But uh, okay, so do you think it feel America? It's operating according to your again according to your understanding. And I know you're not an expert, but you are a very educated man. Um, do you think it's operating as it should be, or could it be better, or could it be worse? It could be better. Um, I mean, right now we're doing a lot better economically. Yeah. You know, we're starting to get a little bit better handle on foreign relations. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still got a long way to go. You know, I mean, our government is a completely bloated bureaucracy. I mean, there's regulations that strangle small businesses and farmers. But the biggest, the biggest problem I've seen is a societal problem. We got so much hate and vitriol on both sides for people with different views that there's no dialogue anymore. How do you think that conflicts with what we just talked about as far as like faith in people and looking out for your neighbor and stuff like that? Do you think that we've devolved or you think that it's just a, it's a paradigm shift or a phase that we're going through? I think it's kind of a phase because the, the hate and that part is not so much – the main state of the country, but okay. it's kind of more the fringes. Okay. But because the fringes are kind of growing right now. That's a good point. Um, That's a good every, way to put it. I mean, the, you know, everybody, if, if you, if you want to write, you kind of, you kind of going toward the tea party side. If you're on the left, you kind of going a little bit more hard left. And it's, it's not, you know, it, it's to the point where you don't, you don't want to talk to anybody with different views. You kind of just hang around with people with the same views. Yeah. You get your news from the same, you know, from the same ideologically uh, same people. You know, you kind of, whenever you move to the fringe like that, you start living in an echo chamber. Yeah. You know, and you don't see anybody wanting to come through and break through that and say, okay, I want to hear your side. Let's talk about it and find a solution. They're more interested in the fight yeah. than they are finding a solution, and that's the problem. Well, let me ask you without – like I know we, we're trying to have this conversation on a time limit, but if you said – if like we came to you and we're like, pup, fix America, what, where, where would you start? Was that, is that where you would start like, like kind of a conversation or like an analysis? What would you, what, where would you start, pup? That's pro- being that that's probably the biggest thing that I see standing in our way. Because mm-hmm. if you can't talk to to the other side and actually come up with a good solution that both people are happy with, then what point is there? I mean, there's, you're just gonna you're gonna do what you're gonna do. They're gonna do what they want. They're gonna do. Nobody's gonna be happy, and all that's gonna do is just sit there and you know, being angry just gets more and more exponentially worse yeah it's just gonna fester exactly and the more you gotta you gotta be able to talk to people i mean it i mean take me and you for for example yeah me and you are diametrically opposed as far as politics very much like when you were when you were talking i was like john john let him talk let him talk like i'm just let him talk because there were things i was like i wanted to be like well well but i was like you know what He's my guest. I'm going to let him talk. So, yes, we are very much opposed. 
Yeah, exactly. We both me and you, we got we are completely complete opposites as far as politics go. Yeah. But you're willing to hear me out yeah. and I'm willing to hear you out. Yeah. We have that dialogue. Me yeah. and you can can talk about things and it will get heated. It will get ugly at times. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we can hug it out and have a beer and be okay. And watch, and, and, watch an episode of Futurama and forget all about uh, it, man. Either that or Rick and Morty or something, you know. Real, dude. But you know, we can, you know, we, me, me and you have that dialogue. You know, we we respect each other enough to be able to understand that. Okay, you have a different view. I'm probably not going to like it, but no. at least I'll listen to it and respond accordingly. Yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah, and you know, I mean, like I said, it may get heated for you know a little bit. But, you know, until we can actually get to the point where you can have an open dialogue with somebody and not, you know, worry about them coming at you and beating you with a flagpole, you know, or uh, some sign that they took to a protest, then, you know, we're going to continue to have this problem. And that that's the biggest thing. We got to open up a dialogue in this country, man. I mean, it's... You know, you got to... Like I say, it, it just, just, it's mutual respect. Yeah. I, uh, you know that that mutual respect is not there anymore. Yeah, man, I don't disagree with you. I uh, I've I've talked to a few people already, and that seems to be the consensus that like we all want things to get better, and we all I think for the most part, people outside of the hateful like neo Nazis or some shit like that, or like racists or you know bigots or shit like that. Other than that, like those very small number of people in this country, most people I talk to on this pod and like in my real life, most people just want to be, you know, on the same team, man. We're all working together towards the same goal. I think the problem runs into what goal, like agreement on that goal we're all working towards. But I mean, maybe one day, dude, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be a pipe dream. It, it may be. Yeah. But, you know, it. Like I said, unless you have the dialogue and you can sit and talk to somebody and say, okay, what do you want to do? How do you want to go about it? And then they will sit down and listen to, you know, what you want to do and how you want to go about it and can come to a consensus. Yeah. Until until you can get to that point, then, yeah, there's going to be arguments. There's going to be, you know, a lot of this this crazy hatred. And it's, dude, it really and truly is disgusting. I, it. It it does seem to me like, and I, I'm not gonna say I'm above the fray because I do, I do, you know, I'm part of it. I'm, I'm I'm part of it, but like, there's this culture of like I've noticed the best way I can describe it is, how can I talk to someone I disagree with, but not really talk to them, but find the best way to like figuratively dunk on them? Like, how do I dunk on them? Like, how do I like, like like tackle this dude like tackle this person's beliefs it's like not like tackle is like assess but like tackle is like knock it to the ground and like own it stuff like that you know what i'm saying like it's really devolved to that culture man yeah it has and uh, like i said that that's and that that is pretty much where the problem is i mean that you you just want to be able to burn the person bad enough to be able to say oh i got you son like that's really what exactly you know you want to burn the person so bad that you can say oh i got your ass you know you and they they kind of slump slink off and you know walk away yeah that you know there's there really is no mutual respect anymore hopefully it'll come back one day but 
until then, man, thank you for doing this, pup. It was great. Sorry to put you on hold. I got that phone call in the middle of it, but uh, it That's was. That's right. I don't know how things go. <laughs> it was a great. I should have. I should have just let it go because that was not that important. I could have called him right back, but uh, but yeah, I didn't know. But uh, anyway, thank you for doing this, pup. I always appreciate your opinion. I I really do. Again, like like you said, I know we don't necessarily agree on everything, but I always agree that we have a good time chatting with each other, my brother. Oh, yeah, always. All right, man. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I hope you have a great night, rest of your night, man. And, you know, don't be a stranger. Always holler at me, dude. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Next time I'm in Austin, I'll give you a holler. Yeah, man, and good luck on your pod, man. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to add it to my uh, – while I'm working tomorrow, i got a busy day at work tomorrow. I'm going to add it to my uh, my my iTunes, my Apple Podcast, and I'll, uh, I'll give it a listen. Okay, sounds – I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Thank All right. you. All right, bye. But, uh, so how many other people are you asking this question to? So I, d- I counted. I'm trying to get, de- depending on one person, because she's kind of flaking on me, I don't know. But um, I've had four people so far. I have you. Let's see. I have if you. I have two tomorrow. And then I think two on Sunday. Okay. So like nine or ten people, I think. Yeah, who's wait? There's somebody else that's tomorrow. No, Sunday. Oh no, it is ten. There's ten. There's, there's ten people. Yeah, man. It's uh, last night. I uh, I totally like recorded with three people in a row, like back to back to back. And I was like, I can't. I, I gotta like take a break because like this is. Hell yeah. Because like I don't know, man. Like I've recorded longer sessions with one person and been all right, but like hopping around with three different people, I'm like. Okay, that's enough. I, I need to, like, relax. And it was a long day at work yesterday, so. Exactly. But anyway. Well, all right, let me uh let me take a sip again of my tea. Sips tea. Ah, delicious. Uh, all right. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, world. Oh, no, I don't need to do the intro. <laughs> I forgot. I've already done the intro. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Now I'm joined by uh, my good friend, my old friend, uh, Dalvin Ford Jr. How you doing tonight, man? Excellent. I'm feeling great. Oh, man, that's the kind of attitude I like. I mean, it is a Friday, so I don't know why anyone would be upset on a Friday. Although, you know, I thought about it yesterday, like, why my day was so long. I'm not. I'm going to be honest, man. This Kavanaugh thing, it's just, I'm not even a, I'm not even a woman, and, like, I'm, like, de- like I'm disgusted. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, like, think about it. It gets me... It gets me so angry, dude. I, I'm right there with you. And also, uh, the disparity in reaction, right? You watch, I feel like any rational person could watch that hearing and be like, man, this dude is fucking up. And, like, not everybody feels like way. People think that he did real well and are excited to uh, confirm him, which just proves that we're living in the darkest possible time. It's not really a happy moment. It was not a happy day like yesterday. And I'm, I'm just, I was just, like, watching it. I'm like... I was following it more because I was at work, but I was like, really? Really? We really, like, um, we really, really, as a country, just do not give a shit about women at all. It's horrible to watch. It's just like, do I know what happened between these two or him and these other women? No. But I'm sorry. I don't know a lot of things. But I decide for myself the answer, and I I don't believe him. Like I don't I don't bu- yeah, I don't the buy guy it. Who broke out crying at hearing an accusation versus the lady who like took a polygraph and like stands behind it and remembers all the details. Like who 
Yeah, and like, you're not, I know it's circumstantial evidence and, you know, polygraph tests, I'm not really too keen on polygraph tests because those are, they're they're unreliable. But just using common sense, like, I don't know how many people have been in college. I know that you and I both went to LSU. We both were aware of the Greek life. And this was in, this was in 2000, this was in the late, I mean, this was like 2008, 2009 for us. Like, and we're talking about shit that happened in the 80s. Come on. Use your brain, people. Use your brain. Think about the circumstances. Use your common sense here. And people don't want to believe. People don't want to believe. But the reason I have you on tonight is not to relive this or recount this ugly chapter in American history, but I have a couple questions for you. And I, I have to say, like, when I asked a bunch of people to do this, you gave the most emphatic yes when I asked. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and I think we've, we've covered both of these kind of types of questions on your episodes that you've been on before. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So the first question for you, Dalvin, is what is America for you personally as you understand it from a historical or cultural perspective, and how do you feel about it? Okay. Are you going to do both questions? No, just we're going to do one at a time. Okay. Uh, America exists as a repudiation of European social uh, culture, essentially, right? So the aristocracy was built into European life. Everybody knew they had their place. There was absolutely no upward mobility as a country, right? And nobody who was not born into a wealthy family had any chance of moving up. And I feel like America existed as like, hey, we need a country where you can just be born there and work your way up to the top. Like, that's the point. There's no aristocracy here. We all work together. Yeah, you're you're kind of referring to, like, the caste system and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, not not just, I mean, like, I feel like Europe in the 1600s, 1500s was fresh out of feudalism, if not a lot of countries still taking part of it. And, yeah, I can imagine that people were very, very... uh, upset all the time and there's not a lot of you know prospects for them yeah i can see if there's a whole unexplored continent like yeah i would definitely want to dip over there and create a country where i have more freedom to practice whatever religion i want or just to be poor if a, I, you know what i'm saying a like, fresh start for the impoverished right exactly yeah. so not just the impoverished or however they were being uh subjugated okay whether it be based on religion or money Okay. That's why America was created in, in my opinion. Okay, but how do you uh okay, so how do you feel about it? Like what what like what do you say like I the I used this on an earlier question with a, a different guest like okay, so like you're an American. What does that right. mean? Like what what does that mean for you as a person? Uh what does that mean for me as a person like uh everybody has an opinion on America. If the the world in all the countries in it were a television show, America would be the protagonist. Right? Okay. Like, it, it, the most stuff is popping here, even though we aren't the most populous or even, like, uh, the, we might still be the richest country, but it's probably closer than it was. Uh, yeah, like, it's, it's just a lot of things going on here because people have the rights and the freedom to do kind of whatever they want. But most importantly is that because we were a new country and we were an experiment, like, all of our cultural institutions, they're not even they're not that old you know what I'm saying like the the monarchy in England is thousands of years old Uh, Chinese history goes back 
thousands, thousands, thousands of years, way before, like at the beginning of civilization. And America is just not that, right? So yeah. we're it's, like the whole world is watching an experiment on how to create a country, a government in real time, and like it was wildly successful. And this is probably uh, one of the first few hiccups, not first few, but like this is a pretty big hiccup we're in the middle of right now. So how do I feel as an American? It's like people, you know, respect that or they don't respect it. But it is the first thing that people will uh, notice about you. When I left the country, being out of the country was wild because as a person in America, the first thing I am is black. But outside of America, yes, I'm still black, but like I'm American first. They don't have black stereotypes. It's not the things that come to mind when they think of me, they think of American stereotypes. And I thought that that was very interesting that that nationalistic idea about America seems to supersede. Uh, it seems to be more important in other countries than it is here. That's so wild. I never thought about it like that, man. Like, I never thought that, like, in America you're a black man, but, like, outside you're just, oh, that's, I mean, he's black, but he's first and foremost an American. That's so wild to me. Like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, do you believe, well, I don't, I don't, how do you feel about those who would say, who, who would buy into, like, the American dream and, or, like, American exceptionalism? Like, what do you, how do you feel about those concepts? It depends on who's saying them, because if you are a white dude, you are dead-ass right. America was exceptional. I guess still kind of is. Um, we saved the world a couple times, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we were able to create great wealth from it. And if you are a white man who are, uh, you know, factually the people who founded this country, uh, yeah, this is a great place to live. It's a, it's a, they got the fair deal. The American dream definitely exists. If you are a white man, you can go out there and work as hard as you possibly can and try as hard as you possibly can and you could legitimately become wealthy. And okay. that, I'm not saying that wealth is the end goal, but you can legitimately become successful in almost any field, regardless of where or what you're born. Yeah, you're, you you have the liberty to chase the dream, whatever, whatever it may be, yeah, whether it be it's, wealth it's or whatever. It's pretty attainable, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, think about all of the... Uh, if you look at Warren Buffett's origin story or if you look at like Bill Gates' origin story these are not dudes that were like hey yeah my family's super wealthy it was like you know I have a talent I just started working at it I monetized it and I became fantastically wealthy I don't know if that happens so much in other places yeah so I mean, yeah for white dudes it's dope as fuck it's the moral of the story but he does help to come from a family that can provide like there are like Bill Gates' family I mean he went to like a pretty prestigious prep school like his family wasn't like like I honestly, and this is might be a bad comparison, but I really think the man who encaps or the person that encapsulates the American dream is probably LeBron James. Like, he's like, yeah, he is the American dream for me. Mm, yeah, somebody spray painted nigger on his house this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that other people are not dealing with that. The American dream, as I see it, is like 100 percent idealism, right? Yeah, I, I think of like everything is great. Everybody respects you, respects your wealth, respects your your agency as a professional, as a human being, and I don't think that there is like a single black person in, or for any person of any color that's not white. See, maybe that's my, oh, that's just my understanding of the American dream. It's I feel like LeBron is like he came I would from nothing. Be Tom Brady than LeBron objectively. This you is also very Tom true. Brady has to deal with less shit. Yeah, this is also true, but yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, I just would. I, I meant from the standpoint that like the man was like. Oh, practically homeless and now he's right. uh, he's worth like billions like he's worth billions and he did it I mean obviously he had a lot of God given talent but like he he through sheer willpower 
Um, yes, I, I will 100% agree with that. But yeah, uh, we kind of you kind of touched upon it. You kind of touched on it a little bit. But let's move on to the second question. I'm really curious to see what you think. What your response is going to be on this one? Uh, do you think slash feel America is operating according to your understanding as it should be, or could it be better, or you know, could it be worse? Okay, so the, I think obvious answer, and I, it's the obvious answer, but I probably people are not saying that a lot. I don't know. Is America operating the way it should be? Yes, uh, it was intended to work for white men. That's why they were the first people who could vote. Uh, landowners were the first people who could vote. You know what I'm saying? Like that was always the intention of the people who ran society for white men with some level of power or ownership. Mm-hmm. And those people are still fucking killing it. So uh, yeah, America as original purpose seems to be going well. Uh, could it be doing better? Yes, because unfortunately, uh, I, there's more than just white men in this country, and having a country where you have built-in second-class citizens is just asking for a violent conflict or of any type, right? Whether it be a bloody civil war, which we've had, we mm-hmm. look like we're on the precipice of another one, or a genocide, right? Like if you have somebody who's built, like human beings are not built for subjugation; they can't deal with that for that extended period of time. And the incremental gains that the America has given to its lesser citizens has helped. It's been like a pacifier to mm-hmm. stop us from full-on rage, but it's, it's so obvious, and I think it's kind of coming to a head now, and we'll see what, what comes with this energy. But, uh, yeah, um, for its original purpose, America is definitely functional. Do you think that we're kind of appreciating that now. Like, I'll admit, like my first interview was with my brother, and he. When I asked him, "Is it des- is it working as it's designed?" He said, "Well, it was kind of like started by rich white folk who, which which white men who own land. So I think they're still, yeah, it's been working for the past like almost 250 years, pretty well for them." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a great point. I never thought about it like that." Do you think that that message or that kind of understanding of America's like foundation and like inf- like its design? is getting through more to the masses or do you think that there's still propaganda kind of shielding people that no 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 they they were all great guys thought about everybody or do you think we're getting a more well-rounded appreciation for them uh um i think that people kind of understand yeah uh the times and you don't that's not a pass but i think that people understand that while these were probably very intelligent uh you know forward thinking altruistic dudes you know what I'm saying like respecting women and respecting people of color in any capacity just didn't exist at the time and now uh, I don't think we're willing to give out that card of oh it was just the times Yeah. like so Thomas Jefferson is still a great man no but like I think you can respect the vision that Thomas Jefferson had you know what I'm saying and, and you can just put that as part of his record that he was a slave owner and he was probably by all uh, definitions are racist and yeah that's just part of the legacy and man it just kind of is what it is yeah it uh it's 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 kind of fucked up like hearing the founding fathers is like well well let me ask you this you, you mentioned that he was a forward there they were there were forward thinking men among them do you think that they deserve praise for like the forward thought to like build in to our government our constitution the ability to change to progress yeah the constitution is I'll, I'll give the constitution credit as one of the greatest political documents of all time right like it it, it just held the country together for a very long time i think we're starting to realize the limitations of it now because of 
changes in technology and just changes in society. Mm-hmm. But because um, there should definitely be some type of rights to privacy in the Constitution. Yeah. And it's just they would have never thought of that because they didn't con- conceive of phones or the Internet at all, right? Um, so I don't think it's uh, – I, I don't want to go too far and make it seem like it's like a sacred document. Like, yeah, they built this change so we can change it. But I think for what it was, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty strong document. And I think that I'll give them even a little credit for not specifically ever mentioning, like, mm. slavery or white men or something like that. But they, I, I don't know if they knew that one day down the line this would change, but – uh, the the language was vague at certain points, and I like to hope that it maybe was more progress one day, but it, I super doubt it. And I know I'm, we we are in a time constraint opposed to what our normal episodes are like, but I, I mean, even in your just I guess quick solution or quick uh, analysis, if someone were like Dalvin, fix America, where would you where, where where would the start be for you? I would make several amendments to the Constitution and they would be very, very specific, right? Like, uh, the Constitution's been amended quite a few times and it didn't really have a change. Uh, like, the, uh, they, because the wordings were so vague, the first uh, amendment about giving people rights to vote should have gave black people rights to vote, right? Yeah. And it was a civil, right, uh, civil rights act in the 1800s that came and it was just completely not enforced. I would have very specific language like people of these sexualities list them people of these races list them people born in whatever country like it just needs a lot more specificity in the uh constitution because people will pervert it to horrible means how uh, i would also try to separate religion from the uh governance as much as i possibly could yeah. and separate uh corporate interest and corporate money from governance as much as humanly possible, right? Like, I, a lot, if I could fix America, like, being a lobbyist would be the reason. Yeah, it's a shame, man. Like, they... I don't know. I, I uh, if, if it was up to me, I, I would echo pretty much everything you said. I would definitely... Uh, especially the religion thing, but I don't want to come off as a militant atheist, you know, like, I'm... Like, I'm, like people perceive me to be sometimes, but... Uh, yeah, man, I would... It's a really weird that, like... We are praised for, like, I, it's really funny to me, like, people who love, who claim to love America, like, they love this country and blah, 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 but then I was like, you hate a lot of Americans, like, you hate a lot about America, it's like, I thought we were supposed to be, what is that, dude, someone keeps vibrating. I, I, gotta, I gotta text. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, but, uh... there are, uh, people, I, I was like, I thought we were supposed to, like, championing, championing inclusivity and like tolerance and like stuff like that but i don't know if that's the case anymore i think uh the original view of acceptance was oh yeah are you from england are you from ireland are you from italy are you from uh the czech republic bring all of your white people and then (laughs) i guess they didn't realize that you know everybody would want to come to america also they basically I, i really if i could turn back time and see what America would have been if they would have never decided to bring slaves. Because, I mean, that was a problem of their own doing, right? They didn't need that first level of... They introduced diversity uh, into the country when it didn't need to be. They could have worked their own fields and picked their own cotton, and there would be absolutely... There's no black people native to this side of the world. All the, all the black presence 
whether it be in Latin American countries or in the United States and Canada, is because of slavery, right? Like, this whole region would be very different if they weren't so lazy. I don't know if that's the right word, but this is the first one that comes to mind. And I think that is a, I think about that a lot. Like, that'd be fascinating. I think a better Um, word, not to, you know, obviously a white man white mansplain to you but like i think exploitative is the better word like they were like well i mean we could do that or we could do this and not have to work at all it's like well yeah man. yeah but like that was very short-sighted like, yeah I, I mean i wish there was some good old there's some racist if you could take steve bannon and put him <laughs> with the founding fathers and they're like yeah we're gonna bring some slaves over here he would say no nah, don't bring no niggers over here and that's probably what they needed to hear right because that's what messed up the country and I wish you could see the air quotes that I'm doing uh, that prob- that's what messed up the country uh, in their eyes is their own exploitative nature but would you say you're uh, is, I guess like projecting forward as much as you would care to or can uh, are you optimistic or are you cynical uh, I think that there is going to be I've, I've told everybody in my personal life this I don't know there's going to be a major hit. I expect there to be some type of conflict that is armed or violent, and we'll see the outcome of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't know what to say. Like we, the the Union won the first Civil War, and you know, black people took a half step forward because of it, and that was cool. Uh, maybe we'll go undefeated. Maybe we'll lose this time, and things will get way worse. But like I can't. I just know that we're coming up to this conflict. I don't know what happened that. Back to back Civil War champs. <laughs> like we went back to back World War World War champs, right? Like Yeah, but then we had those string of losses, you know, in like Korea and Vietnam. Right. And like, that means we do for a win. And also who is is a civil war like is everybody loses because you it's, it, it's an intramural it's an intramural contest. Yeah, it's a scrimmage. It's a training camp game of freedom. Oh man, that's great. Uh well um it's I want to believe I'm optimistic, but I'm also trying to be realistic because I'm gonna be honest, man. I was those Obama years had me so like perched up and like believing in American, like yeah, this is great. But the whole, obviously, our president, the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing, this Brett Kavanaugh thing, the the GOP, the way they are operating now, I'm just like, I'm just so like, it's a fight. I got I realized. It's a fight. It really is a fight. I uh, I kind of had that same kind of optimism as you had, and this is a little off topic, but I'll just this was kind of a turning point for how I felt about America, and for, and I think for a lot of black people, it was Trayvon Martin. I thought that when the Trayvon Martin killing happened, it was obviously a tragedy that a young boy was killed, but I thought that it would be like a healing moment for the country because this was so obviously a terrible situation. Everybody would rally together about gun violence and about, you know, the police, not even though the police weren't necessarily involved, but just how black people are treated because it was such an open and shut, like, very obvious situation that we all know what happened and, and how people reacted to it. And I was dead-ass wrong. And I realized, like, damn, people are hella racist. And I imagine that's probably how people in the 60s felt when the Freedom Riders was down in, like, Philadelphia, Mississippi, and those white people got killed just for being not racist. And, yeah, you know, it's... We haven't really taken that many steps forward, and it's a little disheartening. And that was the ultimate disheartening moment. Well, I think... American. Yeah, I get you, man. I feel you on that one. But I think that, in closing, I think that one step forward that everybody, and I'm kind of stressing this with each of my guests, 
register to vote. Vote in these midterms. You have no excuse. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. Vote for, you know, like... No, a, I don't... I, wait. I definitely give a fuck who you vote for. Because if you register in the vote and you give a shit about vote, uh, that means that you're upset about things that are happening. If you are satisfied with the state of the administration, you know, take it... Relax. Your team is winning. Relax. Stay home. Don't <laughs> No, I... But look, if, I, I don't... I'm not saying, like... I don't want people to obviously vote in interests that are destructive, but I also like I also think there are more of us, you and me type, who believe that this there there needs to be a fix than there are who people who are satisfied. So I want those if I tell everyone to vote, hopefully more people it'll shake out that like more of us are voting than than the yeah. number of people also, who are voting don't against be too us. harsh on these candidates because all the politicians are wacky shit and they are trying to monetize essentially likability. Yeah. I mean look you just gotta read their actual platforms and think about your life and whoever of the main candidates, no fucking third party side shit, of the main candidates, if they have something that you believe in, you know, vote for that. Unless you want to vote for Ted Cruz. Then you should just probably do yourself. Beto for Texas, man. Beto for Texas. Can I just say one? Do you, oh, yeah, man. You're good. I, I, it's fine. We, we did a little bit I of talking. One thing about Beto. Yeah. Hey, man. Look, I want him to win and everything. He got to use his normal voice. He is doing an Obama impression. It is so <laughs> obvious. It makes me so angry every time I hear him speak. I saw this Mexican dude. He tweeted uh, at me. It was like a, a little brief conversation he had. He's like, I can't vote for Beto. He's wearing Latino face. He changed his name. This is like a slap in the face to me. This is so disrespectful. And I'm like, shit, oh, yeah, honestly. Because if Beto O'Rourke decided to change his name to Daquan O'Rourke, just because he was from... Uh, the third ward in Houston, people would look at him crazy, right? And that would be uh, it literally impossible. He would never get far at all. That is the same thing to me. You know, it's, it's, it's a little sketchy. I think he's trying a little too hard, <laughs> but I'm voting for him. I, I can see why people love him. He's an excellent politician. But uh, if, he, if he's listening to this podcast, which I know he is, <laughs> tone down the, uh, the Obama voice, man. You have your own voice. You don't have to do an Obama impression all the time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, quit trying to sound black, dude. <laughs> Not even black. Black Obama. Why, listen to him speak now. And he's always like, oh, no, I believe that. Uh, Kaepernick is... Uh, like, Come on, man. You don't talk like that. Dog, that's a really I, good Obama, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, man. Real quick, I wanted to ask you. I forgot to ask you up top. Did you give uh, Carter 5 a listen yet? Uh, I, it's incredibly long. I've been listening throughout the workday. I am about like, 20 songs in. Jeez. It's good. It is, the songs that are great are incredible. The okay. songs that are good are just good. But I'm just so happy that he's back and like rapping at an elite level. Yeah. The world is better when Wayne is, is rapping. Well, I got, I'm probably going to give it a listen this weekend or maybe tonight. Uh, thank you, Dalvin. I appreciate your uh, taking time out of your evening. I hope you have a great rest of your evening and a great weekend. And again, guys, this will go out on the 3rd. Part 1 will go out on the 3rd, and the, obviously Part 2 will come out on the 10th. And again, vote. Register to vote. Vote in the midterms. They're coming up at the beginning of November. You have no excuse. Yeah, Everything no excuse. you need is at your disposal. Vote. Early vote. vote. Do whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just vote. Thanks again, man. I guess I'll uh, I'll catch you later, man. I guess I'll send a meme to you, or you'll send a meme to me back and forth. One of these, like, like in the over the weekend yeah, or some I'll shit. I'll be sure to like all your tweets, man. <laughs> Thank you. It really it, that little heart that you put on Twitter. It really hits me right in the heart. I'm trying to. I'm planning a trip to Austin pretty soon. 
I'll, I'll keep you abreast of the situation. That'd be awesome, man. I'll uh, I'll catch you. I'll see you when I see you, man. Peace. All right. Good night, man. Anyway, are you uh, are you ready to start? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Let's let's get going. Okay. All right. Alright guys, now I'm joined by uh, the previous episode's guest, uh, my hetero life mate, Benjamin Alexander Casson. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing just fine, I think. It's a lovely Sunday morning. You're my last guest that I'm recording with, but I, I don't think you're going to be the last one at the end of that part two, but you will. You are, in fact, my last guest that I'm recording, lucky number 10. Uh, I understand this is the greatest honor in your life, but, you know... <laughs> I'm so exhausted, dude. It's like you don't think people are like you get tired from podcasting. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It's not like it's 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 not like it's not not tiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to the really exhausting part of editing. But uh anyway, uh we're here you're here to answer a couple questions. I know you are a very civic and politically minded person like me. Just to announce for the world publicly, Benjamin and I will be running uh, as presidential nominees for the Democratic Socialist Party um, in 2028 when we're both legally able to. He'll be president. I'll be vice president. He'll be out out front on this, and I think that a Jew and an atheist running on a socialist democratic ticket, I mean, it's ours to lose, right, Benjamin? You're right, Uh, (laughs) but one thing – don't look at our Facebook. Yeah, don't look. Oh yeah, please uh, uh, So we gotta do, we gotta start purging now, Benjamin. We gotta start purging now. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So I, I did bring you on to answer these two questions that I've been asking everybody. Uh, okay, so let's start with the first one, Benjamin. What is America for you personally, as you understand it from a historical or cultural perspective, and how do you feel about it? I, I, I guess when I think about this question, it, and, it, and I guess it kind of leads into the second question that we'll get to later. It's you know it, it, it splits into into two things. It's like what what was the idea of America at the beginning, and like the ideals that we want to uphold versus what actually is it like yeah. when everybody takes those ideals and thinks that they're following them but then when you look at it you see that it doesn't quite line up yeah so i mean america for me as a concept is like this is the place i mean it's what i mean it's what we've all always been told that it's the it's the land of opportunity it's the place where you can you know come from nothing and and grow and you know achieve your dreams and everything and you know and you think back to like the, the 40s and 50s and the american dream with the white picket fence and it's like there's an ideal there and the and the whole purpose of our country being our country was that anybody and everybody has the opportunity to make that for themselves yeah and so starting from the beginning of the country you know you had in the in the late 1500s in early 1600s you have like this age of exploration going on in europe and and and, and then you have the the quote unquote discovery of america because i'm not really going to focus on viking expeditions <laughs> landing first because that just makes things more complicated but you know, no, no, no! Teach the teach the debate, uh, We gotta. <laughs> it's about time. Historically, we give white people credit. All right. <laughs> I know, right? Um, the whitest people. The whitest of white people. <laughs> um, 
We ain't hating. We ain't hating, by the way. We love Vikings. They're pretty badass. <laughs> but anyway, so 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 you have starting back then. You have all this exploration going on, and that's great. And you have you know, and you have imperialism and colonialization and all that stuff. Yeah, and you you, you know you can have your own opinions about that, which is perfectly fair. But you know it happened, and one way or another. It, it, it happened so yeah. whether or not you're like yay colonialism or holy shit what is wrong with colonialism it still happened Yeah, people came to America in the beginning besides like indentured servitude they came because they were being persecuted for their religion in Europe in England specifically and that's what it started out as and then you had all the other countries coming in and stuff like that and then and, and then you have all of, and, and i mean and then you you've got to you've got to put it all into perspective with you know there were you know white people european people weren't the indigenous people in this place you know and native americans uh to this day honestly a lot of native americans aren't really recognized as people yeah. you know like we have special rules for them they've got reservations and you know people are like oh but they've got casinos and it's like yeah but fucking that's not like it's not like there's some underground super powerful native american mob you know (laughs) getting all the money it's not like hundreds of years ago white people it's not like hundreds of years ago natives were like you know what this is all building towards casinos it's like (laughs) they were kind of pushed into this corner you know (laughs) okay so the ideal of america the ideal values of america they're kind of put forth in you know in the bill of rights and that you know, all all people are created equal, and they all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that's the that is to me that is the core ideal of America. But yeah. you have to take that into a historical perspective, where people was first and foremost men, not women. White men, of course. Yes. Then it was white men, not any other race of people. And also landowning white men, so institutionalized wealth. Right. Yeah. So so if you so if you take it at face value and you say that when they wrote all men are created equal and have these certain inalienable rights and and you just say, Okay, men as the gender neutral perspective of just humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you and then you don't qualify it with landowning or certain races or anything like that. That's a good ideal to have to, yeah. and to work for, but it's still not something that we've achieved if we're looking at it from a neutral standpoint. You there, know? Are you are you taking the hot take stance that maybe the founding fathers were probably, whether intentionally or unintentionally, hypocrites, Benjamin? I wouldn't call that. A super hot take, but it is my take. <laughs> yeah, I was being, I was definitely being facetious on that one. <laughs> it's uh, lukewarm at best, I think. I clutched my pearls when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you think that there's like this co- cognitive dissonance? Uh, but how does it make you feel as an American? Like. Do you think that – I mean we're both white males in this country. Um, I don't think either one of us own land uh, yet. 
do you think that we have some explaining to do? Like, we have, like, hey, man, we've kind of benefited from a fucked up system? Yeah, no, we, we definitely have. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's one of those things, and it's, I mean, and I think it's something that, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really like this term, but it's appropriate. It's something that woke people yeah. realize is that, yes, privilege exists because we have comparatively had it easier than a lot of other people have. Yeah, and, like, not just, you know, socioeconomically, but, like, because we look the way that we look yeah. and our family like we aren't like first generation you talked you kind of touched on it when you started uh the american dream do you think it's just rhetoric and propaganda like a, a marketing ploy or do you actually believe in the american dream like do i think that it's realistic or yeah or plausible the... or do you think it's like most rhetoric and and do you think it's a crock of shit like wh where do you stand like one way or the other or kind of in the middle I certainly think that it's propaganda, but I also think that it's hilarious. Uh, so, so this American dream thing, it all came about like per, post World War Two. Yeah. Right. Um, when things are beginning to escalate with, um, you know, the Iron Curtain and the Red Scare and and uh, and communism started kind of starting to become like the enemy of america and capitalism yeah and it's hilarious it is it's it's hilarious to me that people were trying to sell the american dream as like a one one size fits all everybody gets what they want but it's all the same kind of deal as as like the perfect example of how to defeat communism and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me a minute, but I got there. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> what, um, so do you, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah, I think everyone would agree. It's, it's becoming more and more unrealistic as time goes by, but, uh, it is possible. But as I've stated with other guests, like, what I don't think people think, like, it's just pull, pull up by your bootstraps. Like, it, if you just work hard, it's like, well, no, not necessarily. Like, there are obstacles and there are, like, vested interests in, like, you failing. Like, people are interested in you failing because you're trying to work your way into a party that's already pretty full and don't doesn't want any more, you know, occupants or anything like that. But uh, it uh, it is – I guess it's technically realistic, but at what cost? Like, it's like – what, what I think that people don't talk about with the American dream is sacrifice and w at what cost, at what personal cost, like family, social, health. Like it's like – I guess you have the freedom to be that ambitious, but it's like is it right? Is it, is it, is it good? I, I mean that's, that's a question I don't have the answer to. I guess it all falls on a personal individual level. So Yeah. But OK. So what about like American exceptionalism as far as like – like we are – like hell, the president is called the leader of the free world, right? Like we the, – the, the idea that not only are we – not only should we be the greatest or should we be the leaders of the world or should we be the example for the rest of the world, that we are the examples for the rest of the world. Do you think that's you know arrogance? Do you think that's – or do you think it's fair or do you think it's entitlement? Where do you, where do you stand on that one? I, I, I don't know where I stand on it. I have a lot of conflicting feelings about it. Yeah. Um, because it is strange to me that we have this 
sense of entitlement when it comes to that because our our country is what two hundred fifty like it's like some change old. Uh, I think next in, in twenty twenty six I think is the two fifty like that makes sense right yeah. yeah yeah so relatively young relatively young relatively young you know and and it's not like everything that we did was all good yeah, you real. know you know I mean like even even if even if we're not gonna talk about what's going on right now even just going back like a little bit it, it, it's been what uh, how many years is that 150 years since the Civil War yeah where a little more than 150 years yeah where um, where where we had this entire war where and and people are gonna say that it's not about this, but it's because they're they're it's it's like willful ignorance. People will say that it's not about slavery. Yeah. It's about slavery. It's about states' rights. Yeah, states' rights to say we can own slaves. Like it's about slavery. And not only end. and not only slavery, but like if we think about it, like women were only. Like white women were only allowed to vote like about a hundred years ago, like nineteen nineteen, right? right? And then mm-hmm. the Civil Rights Act of the sixties, like that was fifty years ago. It's like, like my stepdad who's seventy, like, was alive like during that time period. Like he was alive. Like that's not that's not this bygone era of like wigs and fucking pantaloons. This is like actual <laughs> real people like that are currently occup like active in society we're around for this kind of shit so it's like yeah like fuck it's just it's it's i i i love america i love what it can be what it aspires to be how like that's how i feel about it like that to yeah. inject myself into it like i i honestly believe that we are an aspirational and we built in like for what you say what you will about the founders like flaming hypocrites whether they were you know men of their times or not but uh also i think that they realized like hey man why don't we build in like a fucking gazebo that like allows for progress let's put it in the backyard and stuff like that and be like so like future generations maybe they meant only future generations of white men i don't know if they did fuck them but also they did for better or for worse allow the ability to change things and make things better in this country through the law, through the Constitution. Yeah. So, well, speaking speaking of the Constitution, uh, do you think or feel and feel like America? It's operating according to your understanding. I know neither one of us are experts, but like as it as it should be, as it was designed to be, or could it be better? Could it be worse? And how? In what ways? Um. So, if we're going to follow the train of thought about um, the Founding Fathers only giving a sh- shit about white dudes... Yeah, we've kind of touched would, upon that, yeah, already. I so, would yeah. say that it's working pretty well. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, but if we talk about our ideal... Our, ide- our idealistic um, opinion about yeah. what America should be and aspires to be, then it's absolutely not for a multitude of reasons yeah operating like it should i mean right now we're having a debate about whether a guy who has very serious allegations of sexual assault 
the most powerful court in the country. Arguably the most powerful court in the world. Like, it's like... Yeah, right. Who decides, basically, what laws should exist and how they should be enforced and and everything like that. You know, that, that says a lot about... One, it says a lot about the partisanship in... Uh, in the White House, I mean, in in, in Congress and, and in the country, which yeah. is something that actually, uh, I mean, it's it's something that the founding fathers opposed yeah. vehemently was yeah. partisanship. Yeah, because what um, just for as a as a historical note, like you have to understand, these guys were you know either born in the country or from England or had family that came from England, and they were aware of the part like the party politics that actually happened even in England back in those days. Like, they understood, like, parties are a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, and, and so you have that there. You also have the just assumed innocence of white people in power. Mm-hmm. You have the assumed guilt of a woman not in power. Or the lack of credibility on her part, like assumed yes. lack of credibility. Yes. Those those are the three main takeaways that I have from this whole Kavanaugh thing. And that's just one that's just one thing that's going on right now and it highlights three major problems in the country. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's not even a touch about race relations or or illegal immigration policy and undocumented immigrant policies. Yeah. You know, our our issues with trade right now are issues with you know dealing with our colonialism the, you know our environmental impact that's another thing we don't address enough that like hey mm-hmm. like we don't seem to give a fuck of that like hey maybe we're kind of fucking up mother nature and shit like that mm-hmm. the explosion of our national debt the fact that now the de facto leader of the free world is starting to look more and more like germany <sighs> But, Which isn't a problem for me, but... <laughs> Side note, I was out last night and I saw a Bayern Munich kit. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, man. You're damn look, right. You look at you. It's Oktoberfest. This is true. I definitely don't think this is a hot take or a lukewarm take. Like, this country isn't perfect, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like let's say that, you know, the, the United States government was like, Benjamin Casson, we're giving you a unilateral decision-making, unlimited <laughs> power... Like I don't need to know your entire plan, but like where where's starting point? Like where's starting point A? Like where is the where's the jump off point for you to fix where's, America? So so what is the first thing that I do to fix America? Um, I, I, make your birthday a national holiday because I think that's where I would start. <laughs> that, that that is a good that is a good first see, step. See, mine's around Martin Luther King Day, so that really wouldn't be fair. Like. Like it'd be like, like I, I can't do that. That that would be unfair. But yours is a great. Yeah, I think yours is a great. March first is a great like national holiday day. Like it's right in the middle. It's like right at the start of spring. So it's like, hey man, start your spring off right. Have a day off. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Definitely. You know. Yeah. I mean that, and like really establish myself as God King you know? <laughs> forever, perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Like, where would you where would you start? Is there, like corruption or uh i know me and you have gone back about the defense budget being like a like egregiously like overbloated like where where do you start um yeah i think i think honestly 
problems with the country are fiscally and socially, and I don't know which one I prioritize. Because mm. um, so, because I don't know because you know I, because I think that our tax system is broken, but mm. the way that we're trying to fix it is not the right way to fix it. Yeah. So I don't know if I would put that first, um, because then I mean I feel like hand in hand with that is you know like rearranging the way that our national budget is distributed yeah you know and so i don't know if that's step one for me i said i said on a previous with a previous guest i can't remember who at this point but yeah that's where i would start like the i think I, it's not the 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 main symptom of the the problem that's going on in my opinion in our country but uh i think that the main one of the main factors is the disparity the wealth disparity in this country and the the uh i just think that there needs to be a reform as far as like fucking rich people getting away like hoarding millions of dollars that can't that's not being taxed i think that the best way to invest to fix a lot of things are invest in the middle class and the poor and like wealth readership like i know it's become like uh, it's become a four-letter word, but wealth rede- redistribution. Like, I really believe that. Like, I think that that is the problem. That is the – okay, not the problem, but a problem. Like, we need to yeah. find a way either by hook or by crook, like, to redistribute the resources in this country because I think the fundamental – my fundamental issue with this country is the lack of resources for so many more americans than it should be like and not by and not by their own fault but by circumstance like it's just it's just unfair it's just not fair and i'm not talking about myself although i would love a check i don't necessarily i'm not the top of the list as far as who needs a check in this country or who needs more resources that's where i would start no i'm with you because it's like because we i mean i don't i don't want to speak for you but i'll speak for me and I assume that we're in similar situations. I mean, we like, are running this. <laughs> that's true. Um, like we, we're we're not struggling. Like we get by. Yeah, we're fine. We're, well, we're not fine, but we could always do better. But we're not. Yes. Like, right. Yeah. But the amount of people that are literally trying to claw their way out of the bottom. Yeah. Because, and that's another. That's that's another. Another thing that I, I feel like people in America don't really realize is, like, the people at the bottom aren't, like, it's not like they're like, oh, goody, another day at the bottom. <laughs> you know, like, nobody that's at the bottom wants to stay at the bottom. It's not, <laughs> you know. It's I don't not. know, that's just the way you said that. That was great. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not something that they want, you know, like, so... You know, and people are always quick to attack like social programs, like uh, welfare and, and 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 food stamps and WIC and you know and all these other programs that are designed to help people that need they need help to be able to survive. And nobody's people people don't like people aren't proud to be parts of those programs. Like they're like, this is necessary for me. Yeah. So I so I'm going to use it, and you know, sure, just like every other uh, institution, there are people that will take advantage, and that's shitty. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you don't you don't get to point the finger at four at poor people 
and say they're taking advantage of this program and then turn a blind eye to rich people that dump all their money into offshore accounts so they don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, like, that's the that's probably one of my biggest things with modern American rhetoric is like, especially on the right, and I'll, I'll try not to shit on the right too much. I mean, even though they deserve it in my opinion, but like <laughs> we demonize the poor in this country, but because we envy rich people, we don't really criticize them as much as we should because it's like we resent the poor but envy the rich so we definitely shit on the poor when we should be like hey you know you know rich people they, they kind of get away with a lot of shit too and you know they don't necessarily they didn't necessarily earn their money a hundred percent either so i don't know man again we're socialist democrats and we're slightly marxist so we obviously have a a slight a, a leaning you and I, I think I think it's fair to say that we I can speak for both of us on that one. That like, we definitely see it. We're definitely coming at it from a certain perspective. Yeah, and I would say that it's slightly more than listing lazily to the left. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both becoming radicalized. I, hopefully, I mean, they won't come for us, but we're slowly. I mean, soon, comrade, soon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, I, I feel like I keep cutting you off. Like, what? So. You were saying you wouldn't know you don't know where you would start either fiscally or socially, but I think the best way to get socially is to is start with fiscally. Yes, yeah. like you start fiscally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, people can state their opinions and people can do what they want, but if they're if they don't have the means to do it, it's just like, where, where, how do we even how do we even start? Like it's like right. That, but but yeah, man. What, what else would you say? Like, is there anything else, or you want to start wrapping up? Uh, I don't know. I mean. I guess just in general, other stuff that we haven't touched on, entitlement is is a really big issue in this country. Yeah. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about millennials. That's not the type of entitlement I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about like I, I feel like um, you know police brutality um, falls under that entitlement banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, I feel like. Um, like Congress, which is supposed to be the voice of the people, doesn't listen to the people, and I feel like that's a sense of entitlement yeah. in some respects, also. And and that's another thing that needs to be fixed. But that's a that, that's a that is a long yeah. and hard road yeah. to go down. Well, I think what we can what we can wrap what we can end on is again. I'm stressing this with each of my each of my guests, and I'm sorry if you've tuned out me saying it at this point, but. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. Fucking vote. Fucking. I will never make the mistakes I did in 2016. Because while I did vo- honestly vote in each pr- each of the local races in Austin, Texas, and in Texas in, in general, for the presidential nominee, I like a, like a little prick, like a snarky little smartass, I wrote in Obama for the third time. For as my vote for president, because I knew Hillary wasn't going to win Texas, and Texas is a win all, like win all take all as far as electoral votes. As far as like if you you could lose Texas by one vote, and you won't get any electoral votes. So I knew Hillary wasn't going to win. I'm going to apologize for this the rest of my life, but like I'm never going to take a vote. I'm ne- my point is I'm never going to take an election not that seriously enough. These are very serious. There's a very serious election coming up in November. Everybody. <laughs> You have no excuse. Fucking vote, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
I, you know, I when I voted in in sixteen, I was like, I mean, it's it's fucking Louisiana. It's it's red. Yeah. Period. That's just what happened. Except but for I mean, Baton, like East Baton Rouge Parish and Orleans uh, and Parish, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, and and I voted Hillary just for my conscience's sake. Yeah. It, it wasn't even like – I'll just say again, I'm, I'm apologizing for this. It's not even that I was like, man, fuck Hillary. It's like this is a joke. Like this presidential – as far as like in voting in Texas, it's a joke, so I might as well make it a good joke. Like I was like, Haha, let's vote for Obama for a third term because it didn't matter who I put down because a Democrat is never – well, I won't say never. But like I will be shocked the day a, a Democrat wins the presidential vote of Texas. <laughs> Yeah. And Louisiana, for that measure, like if that, yeah. I I think I might have like a heart attack. <laughs> like I'll just be like, what, what, what? Where am I? What, what alternate reality did I stumble into? But uh, any closing remarks, or are you re- are you ready to wrap it up? I, I mean, I don't think I have anything else that I need to close with besides the revolution is coming <laughs> soon, comrade. Soon. <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, weekend. And, you know, I mean, it's never – it's always my pleasure to talk to you, but, you know. Oh, yes. The, the feeling is, of course, mutual. Always. All right. That's going to do it for us, man. I guess I'll catch you later. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a great day at work. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Hey everyone, that's going to do it for part one. I just again want to give a special shout out and thank you to each of my guests for their time and support as always. Thank you to my brother Kev, Rachel, Clark, or Pup as I call him, Dalvin, and of course Ben. Thank you all for listening. Please like and subscribe and share with your friends. Our philosophy on the show is the more the merrier when it comes to listeners. And like always, we sincerely appreciate any feedback. The episode can be reached at FAFpodcast at Gmail, on Twitter, and, you know, find me on Facebook, John S. Flores. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, take it easy, everybody.